Welcome to the Doing Cool Things podcast, a career podcast brought to you by the Knowlton Center for Career Exploration. I'm your host, David Snyder. Thank you for joining today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Doing Cool Things podcast. I'm your host, David Snyder. I am joined today by a 2020 grad of Denison University with a major in data analytics. He's captain of the men's golf team while he was here and is currently working as a senior consultant for EY. Uh, my guest today, Connor Holleran. Connor, welcome to the show. How are you today? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So glad to have you on. Um, here the weather for, weather's beautiful down there. Hoping you're getting in a lot of golf, but as we're a career podcast, ask every guest, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? A professional athlete. Yeah. Um, realized as I got through life that I was not athletic enough nor uh, confident of my, uh, in my abilities to, uh, to make that a, to make that a reality. But, um, but yeah, it's professional athlete. Nice. Would it have been golf or did you have another sport in mind? No, basketball. basketball I was thinking yeah. Of- yeah. So, um, play travel basketball, my, you know, throughout my life and, um, was thinking about going to play basketball before joining Denison's uh, golf team, but, um, glad I did went the Denison route, uh, had, uh, knew I could do it a little bit better at, in golf than basketball, but it was, uh, that was, that was my dream for sure. Love it. I, I think I had, some professional sports aspirations at one point in time. And then my own dad benched me in sixth grade basketball. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe not the right, <laughs> maybe not the yeah. sport for me. So, um, but, uh, can you just tell me a little bit about what it is you do now, Connor, and, and how you got there? Yeah. So, um, I currently help all the different, um, financial services around the United States. So that be banks, um, security agencies, all those kind of uh, companies uh, with their data strategy, whether that be so going from when they migrate or, you know, create their first set of data points to all the way to how do they utilize their their data. So um, whether that be through reporting or, you know, getting insights, all those kind of stuff, that's kind of how, you know, what I do on a daily basis. You know, it sounds really broad, but it really depends on the client and what they're asking. Um, so you have to be really agile on, on understanding what they what they need, um, what they don't need, and, and kind of like trying to attack the issue that they're they're seeing at the root. Um, you know, we see a lot of times where they just put band aids over a lot of the issues that they're having, um, whether that be in your like, hey, you know, you want to leverage, you want to do this, um, but really they have to go back a couple steps to really fix the issues that they have. Um, so that's kind of uh, what I've been trying to help with um, and learn through the different, you know, managers and senior manager, managers and partners that, you know, we have here at EY. It's been at EY now since 2021. Uh, was yep. EY always a place that you wanted to, to go to or did it just kind of happen on, along in your career search? Yeah, so I have some, you know, um, I know a partner here very well. Um, talked with him when I was at Denison about, you know, joining EY out of college. Um, tried to, but felt like the um, better career path was going into the industry for a little bit, get some more um, 
some more practical experience. So I actually worked at Duke Energy um, here in Charlotte, North Carolina for about a year doing predictive analytics data reporting for them. And I learned a lot through there, um, but I felt like I really wanted to push myself um, and felt like I could really put myself in situations in which I felt more vulnerable uh, and in places where I could really push, uh, learn new things that were kind of out of my comfort zone. Um, and so got in communication back with the partner um, here at UI and, you know, went through it. Uh, and they, they were really interested. And uh, luckily I found at the found them and talked to them at the right time, right place. And um, got, you know, got hired and, and really that's, but really it is something that I really like to do. I really like to help people. Um, and it is, you know, that's what I always kind of wanted to do data analytics in the first place is like, how can I help give insights to people that, you know, that they're strong, that, you know, that they're struggling with. So, um, so EY really fit that, that mold and, and, and that item. And so um, I was really, I was really happy to get to be brought into this company and, um, and, and haven't really looked back since. Yeah. So having that data analytics background, uh, so that would have been a fairly new program when you originally came to Denison. Yeah. Was that, was that a big draw to you originally arriving at Denison or how, how did that, uh, you know, just impact your, your career, your college journey, I should say. So funny thing is, is I came in at Denison. So when I came, I, you know, accepted to come to Denison, I was like, you know, I'm going to be, I want to be an engineer. So we have a really good, we had a, we have a good pre-engineering program here or, uh, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about going three years and going two years at like at a bigger engineering school, um, and get my master's. And, you know, I, I wasn't my, my, um, SAT, ACT scores were not the best. Um, so I knew I couldn't get into the bigger engineering school. So I thought, you know, I, I could learn really well, well-rounded skills at Denison and then kind of transition myself into a, um, to get my master's. And then, you know, freshman year hit. And then I realized that I wasn't, I, I was not going to pass uh, physics and uh, that was kind of crucial physics 101. So um, the professor did like, you know, was really trying my, his hardest to help me out and like teach me all the different things. But I think I just, you know, I got overwhelmed with freshman year and, and, and learning how to travel with the team and, and learning how to just be a college student. Um, and then, you know, I stumbled upon data analytics, took a DO, DA 101 class and really fell in love with it. Um, and really did enjoy the, 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 how my skill sets really aligned with that, with that major. Um, and, and really like that still, you know, I always wanted to build something. I, I really wanted to create tools and, and, and kind of that aspect. And that's what draw, drew me to engineering, but really I leveraged those skills and, and those desires to, to actually start building and, and learning how to build insights and insight tools. So that was like, you know, dashboards, all those kind of things. So that's, and a long-winded answer. I, that's how I, I, I really, like, I really fell in love with data, data analytics, and, and and learning how to find my own path through that program. Um, but it was definitely a huge, uh, you know, 
thing that that really helped me understand who I was. Um, you know, I, I realized I was not going to be the most technical person um, there. You know, there was a lot of kids and, you know, one of my best friends, um, he was really technical. He's really technical, really, really good at coding. And I realized that I was not going to be ever be that. Um, so it really taught me like what skills do I have? And that is, you know, talking to people and learning how to, you know, tran transcribe what, what the technical people are doing to like the business people, right? Because there's that gap of that, that, that gap that people don't really understand and, and that, you know, it is a big role in, in, you know, you know across the world right now. Um, so, you know, being able to translate between the two groups really is, was really my, you know, my skill set. So that really helped me and, and, and kept teaching me how to do that. So the professor did a great job of teaching you, you, the, you know, the soft skills, but also those, those hard technical skills as well. I was going to say, it's, it, it's interesting that you're able to make that transition from engineering and still see some of the things that were important to you, the things that you value as far as being able to build, create uh, different, maybe than expected, but to still find that and where that skill in line, that's a, uh, it's um, it just must've been a really cool feeling when it, it kind of clicked and like, Oh, this, I can see this working for me yeah. for the future. Yeah. I, you know, I'm saying that now, maybe right. <laughs> you know, back when I was like a, you know, young 19 year old kid, I was like, you know, it just, I was good at it. You know, I was getting yeah. good grades. Um, but you know, it, it really is, you know, looking back at it, I hate saying that because I sound old, but, um, <laughs> but I, I, I do, I mean, it, it helps you be creative. Right. And, and yeah. I think those two majors align with each other. Um, and it's really cool to be something, a part of something that that's nip, right? You can put your stamp on it. You can mm -hmm. really have that ability to shape the program and kind of help the professors find ways to teach kids in a better way with those different, like just through, through being the guinea pig, you know, it sucks sometimes that maybe they're like, oh, we could do this better, you know, next time and they actually have it, but it's it's something that it's really cool you know you 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 lead the path on something and, and it is it, it is something that is really cool to put you know leave your mark on on a program whether that be on athletics or academics um so it's really cool to kind of be in that um be in that environment and it was also you know what drew to me as well was the athletics there's a lot of athletes that were part of data analytics when I was um when I was there and it felt it was cool because you know I got to meet other athletes through it yeah. um and you know other people outside of athletes for sure but you know just having that at least have that sense of family um already built in so it was a pretty easy easy switch for sure yeah, especially when you can feel that um, sense of camaraderie or shared values or just shared experience goes a long way in, in building those connections. And uh, I'm sure being able to kind of like think back on it a little bit now too, seeing how processes had to be improved or, or things like that, just as a new program gets yeah. built, like sure, that's very applicable uh, in your current role as a consultant and just helping people Absolutely. yeah, <laughs> redefine yeah. Uh, some issues. So uh, what, what's a current project uh, that you're either working on now or something um, in the past two years that's like among some of your favorite projects, whether it was the, the skill set that you got to use or the problem you helped solve? Yeah. So, I mean, 
I have a lot of cool client projects, but I think the the really thing that stands out is actually my internal work at, at EY. So a lot of people think, you're like, okay, you're a consultant. You only focus on what the client wants, right? You like client work. There's actually that this other side of the house, which is, you know, internal work. What is internally good for EY? Like, where are there some internal initiatives that we want to get better at as a company, right? And and ways to maybe even help with our our, our clients down the road. Um, but there's these internal initiatives, and and I've really had the ability to use my data analytics in a more holistic manner in these in these these times like I, i've helped build and lead i think seven or eight initiatives for um dashboarding so just creating reports for different partners that are still you know on an automated feed um so that they can really get real-time insights into how we're selling to different clients and and how we are structuring these um you know these different business units within EY, like learning how to like grow them and, and learning how to um, where our work is being prioritized, right? We, we might be saying one thing to the whole, you know, the whole um, EY and saying like, this is our focus, but really we're actually selling more in this other area that they just didn't really know about. So um, it, it, it helps understand our clients' needs um, and, and these reports, and that's what my goal is to help EY and help leadership understand what their client really wants through this look through in, in this in these data sets. So um, and that's what really I like to what I've really enjoyed for so far. Yeah, for some of the values helping others. I mean, the client facing work obviously has that yeah. component, but it's got to feel a little, just more impactful when you get to see it affect the people beside you in the office day to day. Yeah. Help the company grow. It, yeah, it's it's something that you know, it's it's something I take pride in, um, and it is something that is cool to see someone and, and see someone leverage something that you've created on a day to day basis, um, and to see leadership have meetings about the report that you're creating and, and have really meaningful conversations because of what you are creating is 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 huge. It gives you confidence um, that, you know, helps you throughout your entire career, right? That kind of helps you like say, hey, you know, if they're they're leveraging something I've created, like you you do build that confidence to bring into your other initiatives that you're doing or other client work that you're doing for sure. Yeah. Did it, did it kind of, I, I don't want to use the, the phrase feel fake, but it kind of did feel weird. Like the first time you saw somebody in a meeting, like leadership talking about a thing that you did, like, oh, wait, that was me. Like, <laughs> Oh, it's like a, yeah, it is like a pinching moment, yeah. right? It is like the, it's like they're asking you questions, right? And you're like, why are you asking me? I am so far like down the yeah. totem pole on the, the, the desire or the, the re- rationale behind this. And, and it is really cool to kind of see that they, they, you know, they really do respect your opinion and they, like you learn how to, um, you know, it, it's, it, it really helps you also understand what you need to to be as a leader through you know at at that stage of your career so it really helps just these you know these dashboards are great right building reports all this kind of stuff but it also helps the other the other part of my career of, of learning how to become a better leader 
through these conversations. And so it's kind of like a win-win you know, situation, right? I, I learned how to use my skills to then also put me in positions where maybe not everyone in, at my age can be in the in, in that area. So it's really cool to kind of just lean in and listen in on these conversations. You know, I'm not going to be speaking up a lot of times in these conversations, like what we said, but it, it is cool to listen in and see how they do it um, and, and kind of take that into, into the next time you need it for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a, I think can be a really hard transition for a lot of people. Like you leave, you leave, Denison or any other college as a senior and you were, you know, you were captain of a team, president of a club or a XYZ leadership position. And suddenly you find yourself in an entry level role and leadership and how you're able to contribute changes. Um, could you just talk a little bit about like, I mean, advice you might offer to to somebody on how they could, could best contribute, best lead as an entry level hire? Yeah, I feel like it's, You know, coming from Denison and having that ability to be like on the team, on a smaller team, right? You you have that voice. You have that voice of trying to steer the program in the right direction like, through your actions or through your words, right? I, I think I was more action focused. Um, and that's kind of what, how I brought it into um into EY. And I think it's, it's, you don't have to always, you know, being a leader does not mean you have to speak up right. all the time. Being a leader is just putting it in the work, being that, that voice that, or that, that person that's always in the office, that's always doing the right things. That's, that's asking questions when they might have, when they might have questions, like you don't have to know everything under the sun when you come out of Denison. Like that is like one thing that I think every every kid coming out should know is like you, you don't have to know everything. We don't expect you in client space to understand everything. But if you can ask the right questions, if you can show up when you need to show up, show up without ask being asked, you know, those are the items that really become make you become the leader of as a staff, as an entry level position. You just have to be there as whenever they need you and, and like, and being there proactively, right? Like you, you just showing up, like just knowing you're here. Like I you're kind of going off of that, right? I have learned and I've gained a lot of, um, I, I, I've come in the office about, you know, four or five times a week. That sounds like a lot, right? Because now everyone's going to this hybrids thing and, but really being in the office has really helped me in, in my career, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's helped me more than delivering client work. I, yeah. I, I personally think that's the case. You know, just, I think it helps me stand out, right? There's a lot of kids and a lot of people that are a lot smarter than me. Like, I understand that. But being able to go be in the office surrounded by the people that are really smart helps you become smarter that learn helps you become or under you help understand the, the the kind of how you fit in within the company right you can't do that through teams you can't just do that from home um, or it's really difficult um and so i'm you know that i think that's just you know being present you don't have to be 
very very in, in uh, um being have a voice like you you should but you know I think just being there being being quiet listening and learning but being there present it, it's it's huge I think that's kind of like how you become a leader um and and how to you learn from other people and you learn from like how they maybe not do it as well as they should um or they do it really effectively and and you're like okay maybe i can you know put that in my toolkit and and, and pull that out when i need to mm-hmm. um, yeah you can you can have confidence in your own skills and your own abilities and still know that there's like room for improvement or room to grow and like just like continuing to put yourself in the right places at the right time can can really have some huge benefits i i think of it through the lens of golf too like i love playing with really good players like just because i can always learn something from them or see the way they approach something Mm -hmm. and it's like not that i you know well some days are better than others but (laughs) and these days out on the course but like I I never would ever presume that i'm the best at that um and i have the scores to prove that but I can always learn. I can always improve. I can always be around that. And it's just kind of fun to see how you can continue to grow um, around. I think, yeah, I think for golf, right. It's, it's, it's a great sport to learn how to fail. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's, it, it sucks. It sucks when you're playing bad. Like coach Grogan Mm -hmm. can tell you how pissed off I was in college. um, When, when I played bad or I did something wrong. Right. I was always looking to be perfect. Yeah. And I've learned you know, through a lot of failing that it's just, it's better sometimes to fail and learn from it, right? Than, than to like, to actually, I've learned a lot more mm-hmm. from failing than I am, mm-hmm. than, than I have through succeeding, right? Because, yeah. but, you know, golf is a great sport that I've really started to learn mm-hmm. from more and more after leaving college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really after having coach um, come into the program senior year for me was to learn how to, like be okay with failing, like mm-hmm. learn how to take failure as a positive um, and, 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 and take ownership of it and, you know, understand what you did wrong and, and then go from there. I think it's like, it's okay. It's okay to like take a risk and, and fail maybe. Um, but if you, if you, you know, sometimes don't take mm-hmm. those risks, um, then it, it, you kind of have to do that, but like also like prepare that was like a big thing of hers and right. still is is learning how to prepare as best as you can and then just go out and execute yeah and if and you know and understand that all the work that you've done um is you know it is it, it ha- will help you you know maybe not right now but like down the line for sure absolutely um i think that's just a great piece of advice for anyone, whether they're an athlete or, or not. Just yeah, prepare, control what you can, go go do it and readjust after that. Um I was I was curious, Connor. Um, you know, when you think of your career path being a consultant, being a data analyst, uh, what is a what is a common myth about the work that you do? Common myth. Um were really annoying to be around. Like, I feel like everyone has oh, the <laughs> amount of memes I have seen and the amount of, it's like, you don't know really what you're doing or like, or it's just like, it's, I, I feel like, I feel like they, they, um, a lot of people just are like, like, you don't understand the, 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 
you won't understand our company because you've never sure. been a part of it, right? And you come in and you're seen as an outsider. You're seen as like a group that will change the dynamic of mm-hmm. the company, right? You're you're there to change for change. So that's going to piss a lot of people off. And um, which, you know, I think what the, the thing though is the reverse is we're in there to help them be as successful as possible. Yeah. Like change is sometimes necessary, but we're also not trying to change. We're trying to leverage what they have right now mm-hmm. to help them become more successful. And I think that's like a big thing is, is like, how can we educate? How can we build? What what, what can we build or educate them on mm-hmm. to become more successful people than they were, you know, six months prior? Um, and bring those like business knowledge the the from other clients and from other experiences that we might have and um and just trying to help them find ways to you know make their company better i think it's like the you know we're we're not there just to you know sign contracts and and, and get money we're there to like really be how how can we have a lasting impact on that company and learning how to find ways to to maybe help them in areas that they might not know that they needed to help in. Do you, so. do you think the, especially with the, like breaking down that barrier between like, no, I'm, like, I'm here to help, I'm here to ask questions versus, mm-hmm. you know, somebody maybe having a negative mindset when, um, you know, you or your team comes in, I guess. Can you talk a little bit about like how maybe your classes here at Denison prepared you to build those relationships and kind of overcome objections in the process? Yeah, I, I think you have to, in order to like really, you know, I was talking to a leader of mine and, mm-hmm. and she came into the client that she has now that is like a really, really good client. Um, and I play golf with him a lot of times and he hated consultants. Like he absolutely dreaded them. And he, um, and it they he felt like they were just all talk, no do, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's really about like how what is the common denominator that you guys might have between the two of you, and learning how to connect on that, right? You connect as a person, mm-hmm. not as a client. And I think if you are able to connect them to a person, and that's just like across the board, whether it be it like just not even your client work, like if you can find ways to connect with people, you will open so many doors. And it's just like something small. It could be like dogs or it can be like animals. It could be like, it it can be sports. It can be whatever, but you have to understand the person that you are interacting with. And I think that's, that's really critical. Like, I think the, um, when we, when we did the shoot, it was like a sophomore class. I can't remember the the name of it. I I'm blanking on it, but it was a um you had to learn how to talk to people like about their it was about it was like a mid mid four year or mid degree um applying what you've learned so far sure. in the analytics. And I you had to really understand who they are, right? And, and then to help understand their problems. Um, and you had to build, use that ability to build that connection with that person across the table from you to really get the best 
you know, the best tool to them, the best insights to them, right? Because if you don't know who they are, then you won't know what makes them tick. And then yeah. you won't be able to make something that will allow them to like leverage going forward. Because if you build a tool, building a tool is just building a tool. That's the easy part. Mm-hmm. But being able to, or, you know, building a deck or whatever, that's the easy part. What is the hard part is understanding what they want before they want what they want like that you have to understand what 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 they're thinking and, and understanding like how they think um to really like build the things that will resonate with them and so it's i'm yeah. gonna say just building that trust level with them sounds like it's super yeah. important just to like get the best out of the relationship with both parties that's yeah. yeah uh who is uh who is now or who has been a, a really important professional mentor for you yeah, so it's the the partner that brought me in, Eric Livingston. He he has been a great um, mentor of mine. I think you know, um, it, it, he's been, and the thing, the the reason why he is a mentor of mine is the fact of he's he's a leader that is a servant leader. He learned I, I've learned that like countless times talking with him and learning how he interacts with others. It's, you know, he's a, he's the head of business consulting for North America. Um, and so very high title, you know, could do, but he's really able to connect with people around him and being able to leverage the relationships and, and um, to help other people, like other people, whether that be staff, seniors, whatever. And, um, and I think he's done a very good job of, helping EY grow while he's been here, but also like helped me understand what I want to be as a leader when I get to that level or hopefully to that level. Um, but he has, you know, you don't have to always be, he's not a very like, loud talker or a loud speaker. He's very quiet, but, but every word that he has said, you know, is, is, is very impactful, right? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't say a lot. But when he does say it, he it's it's a lot of, of good insights. Um, so, you know, he just doesn't talk to talk, and he's he does a very good job of understanding people and reading people to be able to say the right things at the right time. He always finds ways to say the right things. Um, Sounds and, very just very thoughtful with intention. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. He's not going to put you in a spot where, you know you're not going to be good at you, you. It might put you in a spot where, you know, he put me at UI because he knew who I could become, mm-hmm. not the person he, I am right now. Right. At, at that time. And I was very raw. I was very, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was the best holistically minded mm-hmm. being able to, and I still am not, but like being able to answer all the questions I need to answer as a, as a consultant, but he knew I could learn and knew I could grow in this company. And I feel like that was like a huge, you know, when someone puts that, that belief in you and that's what he's really good at, it really helps. It's just like, just being nice to someone or like telling them that they're doing a great job or finding ways to make them feel good about themselves. He He's really good at being able to do that without really making you feel like he's doing that. Yeah. Make you want to grow by in just be yeah constantly get better that's uh you know thinking about being that uh 
saying maybe a little bit raw coming in. Oh, so what was the interview process like with EY? Does you had, did you have to go through multiple stages? Did you have to do a case interview? Um, and if so, how, how did you prepare? What advice might you offer to a student with that? Yeah. So when I came in and I did like the campus recruiting, right, that mm-hmm. I think that will kind of help resonate with mm-hmm. people um, at Denison, the students at Denison. But you did have a case interview. Um, they had like you you get fl- you got flown out to Chicago um, and you had to, you know, take uh, interviews in a hotel. Mm. Um, like a super day you, type experience. Yeah, super day type yeah. of thing. Um so that was really interesting because we were like in the midst of our season, uh, fall season. And um, and so Larry like practiced, got literally got driven from practice to get dropped off, um, did the interviews and then got back in the plane and then came back and went to a golf tournament. So it was like a very like interesting experience for sure. Um, but, you know, what I learned is I mean, there is a case interview. I think it's it it was an experience that I really, you know, maybe not at the time enjoyed it, but it is something that you can learn from. I think it's like, I think every super day is different, but there is that case interview. There is that you do have kind of talking about yourself, right? That's, it's something that's, easier said than done mm-hmm. um and, and learning how to you know use your experiences at denison and, and learning how to like tailor what your experiences are to the what the needs of the company and i think that's something that's you know that's that's something that we were coming out of denison you know that you, you may not have that experience to to do so but learning how to you know, look at the desires of that role and kind of find ways, creative ways of turning those experiences into what they need. Even though you might not think like that, it, but be your best. Um, but like, yeah, learn how to like tell a story about yourself. Um, and that is something that it takes time to understand how to do. Um, it turn it takes time to to be your best advocate, right? It, like I think everyone's so hard on themselves. It's yeah. like they take they take granted for what they do really well, and really don't understand that like you know what they do really well might be like the one of the best to do it. And you don't be, but you're really hard on yourself because you did something stupid wrong once, and you're human. You you, you will make mistakes, but I think it's just like, how can you kind of going back to your question, but it's like, how can you find ways to talk about yourself that can show that you will be an asset to the company and like, you don't have to have these world renowned internships. Mm -hmm. Like, Like I understand some people do, some people don't like play with what the cards have been given to you. Um, and, and then, you know, that's like how you apply to college. Like you, you learn how to like talk about your experiences and talk about your, your, your failures or your weaknesses. But, you know, I, I feel like understanding who you are as a person and understanding the, the, the skills that you possess really would help you become 
powerful and in these in these situations um yeah it's really not like interviewing is not a natural skill for 99 percent of the world <laughs> yeah like uh as you said be prepared does it like you have to find these ways to do it you have to practice it come to the Knowlton center um practice your interviews with us and mock interviews <laughs> <laughs> you always have to get that plug in uh but it is, it is a hard thing and um especially right like it, people don't love to brag about themselves um i think mm -hmm. maybe that's just because i'm from the midwest and like we're incapable of taking a compliment like somebody yeah. tells you you look good in that outfit and you're like thanks i got it on sale like just say thanks like that's <laughs> that's all we have to do yeah. uh, so you go into an interview setting and it's hard yeah you want you want to be confident but you don't want to come across braggy or arrogant and it's mm. it's just really the difference between like i'm a good i'm a qualified candidate versus i'm the perfect candidate because there there is no such yeah. thing perfect candidate so yeah I, I think it's understanding your weaknesses right mm -hmm. it's like yeah I have these weaknesses that I want to grow in it's not like everyone has weaknesses in which they they like there's not like these partners at these big time firms right they have weaknesses like mm -hmm. they're not like a perfect like make every decision correctly mm -hmm. it, but they have weaknesses that they know of that they want to get better at and I think that's like a big thing is like laying out your strengths and laying out your weaknesses mm -hmm. and being honest with yourself mm -hmm. and and kind of understand like, okay, I do this really well. Um, I, you know, I may not do this really well, but I'm working on it. And um, I think it's just like being vulnerable with some, mm -hmm. or like being vulnerable with yourself, I think is, 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 is a really good good key to kind of get yourself to be as successful as you can coming out of college yeah people people don't get hired for their weaknesses by any stretch but people do get hired when you can just provide that moment of like honest self-reflection and be like okay i look like not not the best at this so i'm gonna either work on that or try not to be in too many positions where that's going to be you know a liability type of thing so yeah. uh and as as you said too i think that's a really important point with the internships like it, it no one has the same path there's no cookie cutter way of like doing this um so whether you know like i don't know don't self-select out is, uh, is something that yeah. i i tell a lot of folks just because maybe the company wasn't the biggest or most well-known or it wasn't the perfect experience like that that's okay like you learned you grew like don't if anyone's going to tell you no in the process, it should be somebody else, not not yourself. So, um, yeah. So uh, thinking about, you know, coming to the end here, um, what is a piece of advice that you would give to somebody starting out um, in their career path? It's a pretty broad question. I think just being present. Like I've, I've, it's like, I think it's like something that a lot of, a lot of people that I have seen at UI and, and other, other companies too, is like being present goes a long way, like a long way. And I, I think starting out in your career, like you will not know, you will not be able to contribute probably 95% of the conversations that you're in. And, but, being present, being like understanding what's happening around you, like that just coming in the office, going in the office, meeting people. You don't know who you might meet. You might you 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 don't know what those conversations, those simple conversations might bring you in your career. Like I I was 
you know, just being there in the office, being seen, like they may not know who you are, but if they keep seeing you, they're going to understand, like, they're going to want to come up to you and talk to you. Um, and, you know, you might be that guy in the, like, that sits in this one desk every single day, like me, like in their head, because like, they don't know who you are, but at least you can be seen. You can, I, I think it's just being seen. Like, you're not just a number. You're not just a, like, that's how you can stand out without really needing to put and have meaningful points in a conversation. Um, I, I think it's just like some doing, doing the simple stuff really well is, is something that a lot of people take for granted. I think people coming out of Denison that are, you know, we're all really smart mm -hmm. and you might be standing out in your class, like as like the, the guy that knows everything. Right. But when you come to the client site or you come do whatever job you're doing, you will not have the answers. Like someone in a couple of years in will have real world answers because they like, not everything is so structured. Not everything will have the right answers. It's just like, you just, you won't like, no matter how smart you are, you're not going to have that real practical experience that really day in and day out that these people might have. But if you're able to kind of learn, be present, show up, and get these opportunities. I mean, that's kind of what I've, I've looked like or looked for in people that I've worked with um, and helping me with these internal initiatives, right? These, like, I need help with them, but I'm not going to go to someone that's, I would rather choose someone that is present mm -hmm. that might not have the skills yet um, as compared to the person that's really an expert. Um, I would rather choose the person that's always there that might make mistakes um here and there but really understands the like understands how how to just show up yeah. like and i know that we'll show up and, and be that person to help so put in the work be present show up all all wonderful things so yeah connor i really appreciate your time and the conversation today uh thank you so much for joining the podcast um in the meantime, listeners, keep on doing cool things. Yep. Thank you.